Welcome back to Encourage Radio. We are ready to have another wonderful conversation just relating to everyday life, everyday struggles, and everyday blessings. Yes. Because we know it is battles and blessings. Yes, it is both. That is part of the journey. Well, Pastor Ron. Pastor Ron. What do we have going on today? You should you should call me you should call me by um about at like what you call me at night. <laughs> Jacob's laughing. You don't call me anything at night. You're snoring. I'm just kidding. That's funny. Oh my god. I wanted to see your face. That was like awkward silence. Like, that was what? funny. Where? Jacob oh. just immediately laughed. Oh man, that's funny. Is this one about romance? <laughs> Are we about to play some Barry White music? Oh, how funny. I just kind of want to see your... where's the remote? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. The dog ate that one. Yes. For real. She ate our remote last night. Yeah. <laughs> that, it, it, yes. Yeah. It got hair on the couch because yes. she knows she's not supposed to be on the couch. So we get home and there's hair on the couch and the remote is eating. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. You're, she was going to say, Ronald. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because that's what she does call me. Ronald yeah. Benjamin. Yeah. Or Ronald. Ronald Benjamin is after you say a joke to the girls, and I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> do I do that? Yes. I do. <laughs> well, welcome back to Encourage Radio. We pray you were even just encouraged by that goofy conversation that was totally <laughs> unplanned. Um, as a constant reminder, it is our hope that you're encouraged. Yeah. I mean, genuinely. We hope that even just that laugh, like if you have to stop like right now and run into a meeting, we hope just that those few seconds of laughter just provided you the encouragement that you needed. So here's what we're going to talk about today. You've already seen the title, How to Keep Your Marriage Together. Okay, let me explain that. That doesn't necessarily mean that your marriage is about to fall apart. It doesn't mean that you're on the brink of divorce. Um, it could just be that, um, I don't know, maybe you maybe it's just stale. Maybe you just feel like roommates. Maybe just with school starting, maybe you know you're going back to the routine and you're like, you know, I, I just wish we had more fun. I wish it was more adventurous. It doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, we're like really mad and things are about to end. I mean, it, it runs the spectrum yes. of experiences, uh, no matter where you find yourself. And truth be known, um, you know, they, they say it takes 21 days to change a habit. So honestly, after um, 21 days of doing something, we're already in a rut and a routine. So mm -hmm. that means even if you've been married for 21 days, you're already starting to get in some type of routine. Yes. Get up and grab the smoothie, whatever, out the door, you know, work, back, um, Xbox, video games, whatever, uh, clean the car. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we get into a routine. And so a lot of a lot of our marriage counselors and, and therapists, they, they call this the drift, and so really what you could say is like how to resist the drift. If we're not careful, we can drift off into unhealthy habits. We can drift into a routine. And, uh, and to be fair, routines feel good. Uh, I'm a person of routine. I think we all are. We're all creatures of habit. But if we're not careful that routine, we can just wake up and just go like, wow, why, what does this mean? Like I don't think we're having it. Somebody said this. It's 
dating is fun and marriage is rough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like what we do, like Gary Chapman said it this way, that often what we did in dating, sometimes we don't continue yes, in marriage, so like opening the door, buying flowers, um, surprising one another, you know, calling, texting, sending cards. We often forget that. Well, doing that, those things allows us to sort of what they call drift. So let's talk about how to keep your marriage together. Speaking of this, I found something, um, maybe, maybe it's funny, I don't know. Um, but I think it was James Dobson or someone, somebody somebody wrote this. So this is sort of how the drift happens. Year one okay, of marriage. Baby darling, I'm worried about that sniffle you have. I've called the paramedics to rush you to the <laughs> hospital for a checkup and get some rest. I know you don't like hospital food, so I'll bring you meals. <laughs> Do you like the emphasis there I'm giving on reading this? Yes. Okay. Second year. Sweetheart, I don't like the sound of that cough. I've arranged for the doctor to make a house call. Let me tuck you in bed. Third year, you look like you have a fever. Why don't you drive yourself down to the (laughs) clinic and get some medicine? I'll watch the kids. Fourth year, look, be sensible. After you fed and bathed the kids and washed the dishes, you really ought to get in the bed. Fifth year, for Pete's sake, would you stop coughing? I can't hear the television. Would you mind going into the other room while the show is on? You sound like a barking dog. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just a funny example of sort of what we mean about, yes, you know, getting into um, a drift. Mm. I was reading something years ago on marriage, and they gave three words. They said, here's how they would define the drift. The drift is romance that turns into routine mm. where you begin to now operate as roommates. Wow. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, marriage doesn't, uh, saving your marriage or keeping your marriage together doesn't have to mean that it's just on divorce. Maybe you just feel like, gosh, we're just in the daily grind that we, we're just not having fun anymore. Mm. So here's what, we, here's what we'd like to do. Here's what Ron and Rain, I want to be hopefully an encouragement to you today is let's just re, uh, remind us of some things about the home. And about marriage, and as a reminder, okay, Raina, we were talking about this before, and it's a good reminder to give all all of you guys. If you're married for one year or 52 years, if you're married with kids or without, if you're single and you're, you're prospectively dating someone, if you're praying about and looking for, if you are a grandparent and maybe you're reparenting, like you're taking over some of the load of of uh, your grandkids, like you're now parenting them and you find yourself back in that stage. My point is a lot of these um, points that we're going to go over, they don't just hit the average married family, married, you know, 11 years with 3.2 kids. Hmm. This is all of us. Yes. And to be honest, uh, I, I do talk to quite a bit of single guys and even some of this stuff that I'm giving, they come back and like on front site specifically, and even in here with Encourage Radio, they like I know I know the topic was more aimed at like a husband and I'm not that but he said the stuff that you gave I'm applying it at work mm. or I'm just trying to better myself in these areas. Yeah. So that that was a good reminder Raina wanted to shout out. She kind of mentioned that to me that hey just you know remind the, the audience listening that this just isn't for the average married couple. This is for all of us. Um, in some form of relationship. So let's talk about this. Um, Raina, help me out here, right? Okay, 
marriage and home are designed to be a few things. And man, this is where earlier you were spot on to this. So a marriage and home, first of all, should be a place that's safe and sound, okay? Yeah. What, what do I mean by that? When I say that, here's what I, I hope it conveys. Marriage and your home should be a place that's a shelter for storms. Like kids should feel safe coming home because, man, there's so many storms, storms at work, storms in their own in their own head. And um, when you and I sort of um, argue, can we, okay, let's talk about this. Um, husband and wife, you're going to have arguments. And um, we've learned, you made a great point. Raina said, I've, I've learned that argue means different things to so many different people. Yes. Can you explain that? I thought that was such a good point earlier when we were well, talking. Well, because we say argue. Right. But our definition and level playing field is a discussion mm. that is occurring without your voice being raised. Right. Good point. But it is a a point of working things out. Right. Yeah. And some people, when you say argue, they think, oh, we're healthy. We only throw a few things. Right. We only cuss a little bit. Mm, right. Um, you know, we're yelling, but the kids are at least in their room. Yeah. These are all things we hear that, ha- yeah, exactly. Wow. No. Yeah. You need to have that established yeah. role of what this looks like. For right. us, because of the environment I grew up in, Mm. I was determined to not have raised voices yeah. arguing in my home. Right. Because I was that kid in the other room. Mm. I was that kid that was like, hey, you go out there and you you get them to stop fighting. Wow. Or, hey, go go downstairs and go sleep with your mom. You know, let let's trade out. Oh, wow. So yeah. instead of your home being a shelter... Your home becomes the shelter for the storm. Yeah. Wow. And is the storm. Man, yeah. you just flipped that title on its head. Mm-hmm. So if your home is the storm, you need to make some changes. Yeah. Wow. And unless you get that foundational level there, yes, your right. your marriage can slowly drift because you haven't built your boat. Right. Yeah. You haven't like you know, really built it, make sure it's not going to leak, you know, make sure that we have some water, make sure we have some basic items on the checklist. Well, you need to have those basic items on the checklist. Which are communication, healthy communication, consistency. Of of how you're going to handle it. Healthy problem solving. Yes. You have Mm -hmm. got to realize that there are are some of those no option standpoints to go with. Because if you start... Like, hey, yeah, we argue, because I, I do. I say that word argue, and that means so many different things. For us, it's, it's having that discussion of right. um, there's there's a conflict, there's a crisis of whatever going on, and then we work it out. Right. I mean, I, I, had, not, I had not thought of that until you mentioned that when we were sort of prepping for this, and it's so, it's so true that... Um, there are a lot of couples that when we say argue, yeah, they they honestly interpret it like, well, we didn't we didn't throw things. Mm-hmm. We may have shouted, we may have yelled, but and maybe for them that's in it. and listen, we're not picking on you know couples and 
and so forth. But we just know, having dealt with so many marriages, not just here, not just mm-hmm. here locally, but with so many marriages everywhere we've pastored and talking to so many folks and just doing the research. Research tells you that people interpret um, arguing differently. Mm-hmm. What we mean by that is, well, maybe dad was very docile. And so in order for mom to sort of uh, the wife to motivate him, if you will, she kind of had to come in and get the attention. So she had to come in and just be like loud. So here's what went through my head when you described that, when you flipped the title, um, when you said if your home is the storm um, and outside is the shelter, like you need to change that. So here in Florida, obviously where we live, and, and every state has its storms, but we obviously are in hurricane season. And I'm, I was automatically thinking, like, there's a hurricane outside, which there is. There's the hurricane of culture. There's the hurricane of, of um, identity. There's the hurricane of just the pressures that all of us face, but our, our, our kiddos, but all of us. Home is supposed to be the place that when um, you hear a hurricane is coming, and you said, it, like, get the supplies ready. When we hear that a storm's coming, we ought to feel safe there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what good does it do a house if a, there's a storm on the outside and everybody's freaking out on the inside? <laughs> Did you do this? Did you? Like, yeah. that's not healthy. And it doesn't help us survive the storm when in the midst of that, we're storming as well. Yeah. Now, let me, let me draw this point because we're talking about how to keep your marriage together. We're wanting to resist the drift. Now, hang on. Here's a good point. Um. So often what we'll do is we won't argue because we know we don't know how to healthily argue in a healthy way. So in that avoidance of arguing, that's where the drift starts, Mm. believe it or not. Because Mm. now we quit talking, we just brush things under the rug. um, And then when we do talk, all the items that are under the rug come out at once. We call it verbal vomiting. Um, You know, and that, that happens. So the drift happens when you and I ignore that. Mm-hmm. So we have to learn how to not be stormy on the inside. Oh. And we have to remember, though, that self-reflection. We It takes the Lord right. to come in and say, okay, help me hold my tongue on this. Or help me to know the right timing to share. Right. Or to be that type of person where your spouse isn't afraid to mention something that you're going to get offended. Right. You know, that takes both of us evaluating how we're going to respond when we hear that. And of course, we've talked about this before, how in counseling they have, of course, the knee to knee and you're validating like what you're saying is this. Right. And I'm clarifying what you're saying. Right. But I think it goes back to that foundation in Christ to know that, um, yeah, of course, you both individually in your personal walk need to be seeking him. Well, mm. okay, can I just go ahead and give the second point? Because I don't yeah. know if you saw the second point or not or know it, but uh, you just naturally just went right to it. Yeah. So a house should, a house and a marriage, um, to keep it together, should be safe and sound. Okay. But it's, it should also be holy and happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you just, you, you literally just mentioned that. So, yeah. okay, so understand this. Your husband and or wife are given to you to be a helper <laughs> Um, to be a completer, not a competer, but they are not the one that can complete you. They can fill in the gaps. They can help support. But um, I can't mature Raina. Raina can't mature Ron. Mm. So as I learn to respond to what Raina says, I have to choose to mature through that, meaning, okay, I can improve here. 
So, Raina, you can't make me all that I need to be, no. and I can't make you. Mm-hmm. So how does that happen? Well, you just said it. I have to have my own personal relationship with God where I'm ready to handle these things. Yeah. Without Christ in my life, I'm going to be irritable. Mm. I, I'm, I'm going to want to throw things. I'm going to reach a boiling point. I'm going to misinterpret um, what was maybe said in a right way, but because my filter was off, I heard it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you said it. So uh, a home, marriage, how to keep it together is you got to remember your your home should be um, holy and happy. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes to enjoy life with your wife and the girl you married. Mm-hmm. I love that verse. Yeah. I think it's 714. I might be off, but whatever. Um, holy and happy. So another way you say it, Rain, is, is home should be like a haven of memories. You're a memory maker. Yeah, every day is a brand new day. Every day is a brand new day. Well, guess what? You're not just making memories when you go to Disney. You're not just making memories when you bring home a toy from the dollar no. store. You're making memories in how you argue. Yeah. You're making memories in how you have conversations. Yeah. You're making it like your kids are watching how well you make dinner together. Mm. Uh, they're watching like is is one in the room and another somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Are they both on the phone at the same time? Like they're they're intuitively like watching all that. So I told you last night that I think our dog Nilla, I think she ate the remote and sat on the on the chair because she's like, this is where they sit. This is the remote they use. <laughs> when they get back, right? Like that's the that's what she sees. We'll come up and sit in that brown chair. Yeah. And that's the room. So that was just my theory. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm going to treat them like a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back at you, bro. <laughs> but it's so true, right. though, um, that we all get stuck. Yeah. yeah, we all get stuck. And so many times we think we're alone in that. Yes. I know early on in ministry and even, you know, whenever we go through seasons of stress or whatever, we're always having to do that personal recheck of how we're responding. Right. And um, you do pray, you know, you intercede for each other, that that power of prayer for each other. But realizing that it, that we have standards in mind, like we send our kids to soccer practice. Right. They learn how to play the game. Right. They have rules on the field. Mm-hmm. They have ways, the attitude of the player. Right. If they don't respond correctly to another player, a flag is thrown. Right. Many times we don't have those same rules in our home. Yeah, that's a really great point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we care more about outside and we think it's okay out there, but for some reason it's not okay in our own home right. to have those established healthy boundaries oh, of where we're going to go. That, and, that, and that's holiness. Holiness is boundaries. Yeah. Holiness is, and the Holy Spirit sets those boundaries uh, and defines that for us. So as we learn to operate in Him, then we should put those same rules into practice in our home. Yeah. That's a great point. You may, we expect our kids to follow the rules and we send them off to be coached by somebody else, but we haven't provided the coaching um, in our in our home, own home. So how do you resist the drift? You know, let's keep this marriage alive. Well, home should be safe and sound. Yeah. There's, there's storms outside, uh, it, you, you know what I mean? And there's storms inside your head. Kids need to be a, able to come in and sort that out. A husband, a wife needs to be able to sort that out. Um, if you're single, you, you need to find somebody. If you're looking, pray for somebody that can help sh- be a shelter for mm. storms because they're going to happen. And But once you are married, I, like I said, a habit is formed after 21 days. So if you've been married 23 days, 
there's already some habits that are formed. Yeah. So fast forward now, if you've been married five years and those habits have been formed so early on, then it's going to be a little rough at a moment to sort of get back. So think about the further you drift away, that's kind of how much you have to sort of paddle maybe back upstream or across the river if, to borrow some you know, picture in our mind here. So it may take a little bit of work to come back. I get it. It's easier to come home and put the mind in in neutral because it's been so engaged during the day, but you can't do that. Yeah. Because if you're in neutral when you're at home, that means the home's going to begin to drift. Just think about your car in neutral. At some point, it's going to go forward or backward. It's going to drift instead of you've got it in drive, reverse, or park. Does that make sense? Yes. And so part of that is establishing a, a home that's holy and happy. In other words, husbands, your wife should not fear coming home after work and seeing your car in the driveway. Like, in other words, she's like, oh, man, he's here. Mm. I wonder how good his day was. I wonder how bad his day was. I wonder if he's going to, you know, argue about this. I didn't I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Is he going to say something here? Is he going to be sarcastic here? All right. Home should be a place that your wife looks forward to coming home to. Husbands, you're the same way. And we joke about that young couple we met in North Carolina and, you know, that met at Burger King when he was running from the law. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> But years later, they were married and still are, have an awesome marriage. But I'll never forget, he shared in life group how he would come home and he would would turn his car, not off, but he would turn the engine off and turn it to on, put it in neutral, and he would coast into the driveway, hit the (laughs) lights. And then he would sneak around the house on the exterior of the house, finding a, a window where he could see where his wife was so he could observe her, so he could know what kind of mood she was in before he walked in. Right, and they, they know this. They know this. Wow. And that was obviously early on. But again, you know, the way they met and so forth, she had to be that tough, strong female to handle him. Yeah. And so, but how they dealt with it, they were just honest. She was like, oh, yeah, when I have a bad day, I'm going to, but, and they've learned. My point is they talked about it. They learned about it. Again, my point is like home needs to be a place where if you're married, the husband or the wife feels comfortable coming home to. Um, if you have kids, your kids should want to come home. It should feel like it should feel peaceful, even in the midst of stress. Um, it it, sh- it should be a place where those memories are made. Like I've mentioned so many times, people are like, "Do you guys ever get enough time off?" We do, and we love that. But but six inches inside our door, yeah. that's our vacation. That's mm-hmm. our that's our resort. And we've prayed that over the friends that visit. We prayed that over, you know, as they were dating yeah. um, and now married. We've prayed that over, of course, as our as our grandson comes over, that he feels that as soon as he steps into the house. A house should be safe and sound. A house should be holy and happy. Here's the last one on how to keep your marriage together. Uh, don't ever forget this. Your, your home should be equipped and ready. Mm. What do I mean by that? Don't forget your house is a launch pad for life. Not school, not recreation. Your home yeah. is a launch pad for life. So, yes, let's admit this. You're going to have arguments in marriage. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have bills that need to be paid. You're going to have chaos. You're going to have storms. And you're going to have good days, bad days, right? Safe and sound, holy and happy. It's it's how you handle that inside the house that yes. equip your kids mm. To do that, so here's what I thought of when you said, you know, we 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 send them to soccer. 
well, maybe there's a reason why our kids can't handle coaching advice very well because they're not really receiving like how to handle coaching yeah. advice at home. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, mm-hmm. Like when you're training your children, you should never say like, take the trash out. Why? Because I said so. Like, mm-hmm. no, it, it, explain to them why I want you to take the trash out, not because you don't feel like it and because you took your shoes off and and, and that kind of thing. But I'm teaching you that I'm teaching you industry. I'm teaching you responsibility. I'm teaching you to take care of this, like learning that, like take the time to walk them through that. Now that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you don't come home and continue to help your wife become who she needs to be, if you don't come home and she doesn't help you become who you need to be, you're both going to find each on your couch and her chair or your bedroom and her bedroom or your hobby and his hobby, and that's when the drift starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is absolutely um, when the drift starts. So you have to remember your, your home is a launch pad for life. It's, mm-hmm. it's sort of where we um, get each other ready for that. I get it. The jobs wear you down, but that your main job is your home. Mm-hmm. Your main job is your marriage. And you have to pay attention to it. Are you adrift? Have you ever have you ever been on a boat, Jacob? I know you have, and of course you ran and grew up on a lake. Have you ever just stopped the engine of a boat and didn't drop an anchor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you drift. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh my Nelly, how do we get here? And it gets really rocky, or yeah. like, like you're, you're tossing. Yes, and Toss. then you find out like there's different currents. Like you start to see, and you're like, oh man, like we don't want to go here. Yeah. And it always takes you to a place where you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Like seldom does drifting ever land you on this perfect island. You're looking ahead and you're like, oh, there's there's a tree down or yeah. or we're, we're heading to this dirty spot of the water or there's a rock. Yeah. Um, now, you're, you can't do that. You cannot just put a boat in neutral and not anchor it. Yeah. It'll drift. Yeah. Well, you can't just come home and not have a purpose for your marriage, a purpose for conversations, a purpose in in all that's happening that night, and you can't have not have an anchor, which in this case is Christ, is holiness, or you're just absolutely going to drift. We you know we've talked through the years, Randall, with a lot of couples that they're just like, we need help, we need counseling, we're doing this, we're 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 here and there, and and it boils down to it, and it was just really honestly minor adjustments. Mm. Yes, you know when the phone call first came through, or the text first came through, or the conversation was first had, it was like almost like I'm done. It was like you could hear the undertone right. of mm. I'm done. But when you pointed out to him, like you've said so many times, you're actually normal, mm. mm-hmm. but some minor adjustments need to be made, and it'll get you back to healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we all go through this. Any final thoughts on that, Raina? Safe, sound, holy, happy, Jacob? Yes. Yeah, well, go ahead, Jacob. Yeah. I- I just had some thoughts because I, I liked how that built because like in order to have like an equipped and ready home, you, you need to have a home that's like holy and happy. And then back, you need to have a safe and sound home to have it holy and happy to begin with. But something I was thinking of is, you know, depending on who's out there, how their marriage is, they might be in one of those two, three zones. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. if they're lacking in one of those zones, I know we kind of went over it, but like what would you, what what's your recommendation oh. on how to deal with it? That's a great question. Randy, you got any thoughts before I jump in? Well, I think it's just being able to just both stop yeah. and just kind of like, okay, let's reevaluate. Because so many times, you know, we come into the house and we're like, you know, 
it all depends on your attitude behind mm. it. Like say, because life happens yeah. and in your home, you can live life in joy in the midst of what you're facing. Like, oh, hey, today the water bill came in mm. and it was triple the, you know, triple the amount instead of like, oh my goodness, the water bill came in. Yeah. It was triple the amount. Yeah. It's all in our verbiage of how we handle those day-to-day situations that yeah. set the tone of the home yeah. and create security for your kiddos. If you're in constant um, struggle or in question of what's happening in the home, how do you think your kiddos feel as feeling secure and safe that things are going to be okay? Yeah. Yeah. And so we just really have to talk, you know, really look as we're going through these different seasons and drifts and routines, you know, what's the verbiage in your daily routine? Right. What's the what's the verbiage in your relationship with your spouse? Right. What's the verbiage in your relationship with your kids? You know, are my, you negative and don't know it? Yeah. Are you critical and not aware of it? And and things are gonna happen in life, but your kids are lear- watching you and even if you don't have kids You know, y'all are coming together after work. You're like, hey, let's cook something together. You know, yeah, we got to address some of these bills. All right, let's make a game out of going grocery shopping. Let's try something new tonight. You know, hey, we're going to get a spindrift tonight or poppy or whatever. Making it fun fun out of things so simple. And that is so important that we... We set that standard as we're examples of who we are in Christ, as well as to our kiddos, Mm -hmm. as well as to each other. Yeah. Not letting the day-to-day hangnails of life um, just change our complete attitude that leads to the drift. Oh, yeah. I'll use Raina's words. She didn't know she used these words, but the very first thing she said was, I was determined Mm. that I was going to change the way... Um, I didn't see it. So I saw it the wrong way. So the first thing I would say is you got to have determination. Like a good marriage, just it doesn't just happen. Yeah. Right. Like you have to say like, we're going to learn how to communicate there. Like determination. We're going to learn how to parent different. We're going to learn how to argue different. We've argued five times now and it's ended up like horrible. So something has to change. So uh, I would say determination. Here's another one she said, observation. Like she just explained it like, Listen to yourself. Am I negative? Am I critical? Am I actually telling you that I'm I'm not yelling at you right now? My voice is not intense. This is just how I am. Like, I don't really talk intense, but just trust me. If mm. I were going to yell, I would yell. I'm not yelling right now. <laughs> Gosh, did that just freak you out? That kind of wore me out to do that. No. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, that's that's some some folks are like that. Yeah. It's, it's constant. Yeah. You know, 60 yes, miles an hour. That's so true. But 60 miles an hour to them is it's not 100. Mm. Oh, yeah. But So 60 is okay. But to 60 to a kid, 60 miles an hour is like, stop. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? So, so observe. Observe your language. Observe your own attitude. She called it self-reflection. Here's another one, implementation. Like, don't just talk about it. Like, put it into practice. Raina said, we often teach our kids how to go out and, you know, listen to the coach in the soccer field. We need to learn how to do it at home. So I would say... Determination, observation, and implementation. If you cool. know, I, just, I literally just wrote those down. So, because nice. she said it, that's what I would say. 
Cool. Any closing thoughts? No. Great episode. It was a good episode. Yeah. We pray again as we started that you guys are encouraged. We are praying blessing. We are praying protection. We are praying provision over you, over your marriage, over your relationships, over your kiddos, wherever you find yourself. Yeah. Um, we love you guys. We're praying Woo-hoo! for you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. 